Hi, we're Josh and Arielle Wamsley, owners of Green Valley Tree LLC, based in North Wyndham. We're proud to sponsor Connecticut East this week and to serve the communities of Wyndham and New London counties with our tree removal and plant health care services. Visit our website at greenvalleytreeworks.com for a full list of our services or give us a call on 860-234-4041. We look forward to hearing from you. From small businesses to major corporations, they're all helping their local community. We talk to the Putnam Business Association about the work they do year-round and the events they hold. Plus, we take a look at other stories making the headlines from around the region. This is Connecticut East This Week. Hello, I'm Brian Scott-Smith. The town of Putnam in the northeast of the state is blessed with beautiful countryside, a vibrant restaurant culture and businesses that want to make a difference to their local community. The Putnam Business Association is made up of these businesses that hold a variety of events every year, raising thousands of dollars for worthy causes. I caught up with Tom Borner, president of the Putnam Business Association, and Beth Markowski-Roop, the chairperson of their biggest yearly event called Pluck a Duck, to find out more about their work and what motivates all of them to keep helping the community. To you both, welcome. Thanks for having us. Ditto. Thanks for having us. Tom, let me start with you first, as you are the president of the Putnam Business Association. Tell us a little bit about, you know, what the Putnam Business Association is. You know, it's an organization that we put together, actually it has its roots back in the early 80s, but it was reinvigorated in 2009. It was started with a small group of business people saying, you know, we're sort of left out here in the northeast corner called the quiet corner of Connecticut, which is a term that we don't like to use. And we said, you know, we really have to collaborate with businesses, various businesses. What can we do to make this more vibrant? So we got together, formed an organization a Putnam Business Association, which now I'm, I'm pleased to say has over 200 members as of uh, this week. And we put together a website, discoverputnam.com. We organize a multitude of events, which we can go through afterwards if you'd like. But we put together events to attract people to see all the good things that we have going on in northeastern Connecticut, and particularly the Putnam area. Beth, I'll put this question to you because Tom just said it, and Tom will probably want to add something to this as well. He said, we're in the quiet corner, but we don't like to be called that. Why is that? You know, I've never known the quiet corner to, to be quiet. There's always so much hustle and bustle, so many activities, so many wonderful organizations, community events, and the Putnam Business Association is a huge part of so many of those communities events that go on that are free, you know, for the community to come out. And it draws in people to that area that necessarily might be coming for the first time and just experiencing the businesses and the restaurants. And clearly they're coming back and supporting. And it's just a great organization and great opportunity. Tom, talk to us a little bit about, you know, what's the difference between a business association then and like a chamber of commerce? Because there's lots of chambers of commerce. There's obviously business associations. Is, is there like a big difference between them? or not? I think there is. I think there's more member participation. We hold a monthly member meet, a members meeting, and we have an average of 80 people that show up in person once a month to go over events that we're doing in Putnam and announcements and that sort of thing. And the chamber has its place, you know, in terms of politics and, and some of the, you know, the, the broader issues. But we, we, are, we are feet on the ground. 
So we organize, we have membership committees, we have uh, committees that um, organize these various events. And, and it's, it's really vibrant. It's, it's unbelievable. I was just counting up how many events that we run during the course of the year. And it's about 25 different events that we put on. We just this weekend did Superheroes Week. And in that, we had the superheroes and villains and whatnot from, from the movies. But we also had the local superheroes, the EMTs, the police, the fire. We had about 2,500 people show up for the four hours Saturday afternoon. It was fantastic. It was kids-oriented. It was just a terrific program. Tracking people to Putnam, letting them know the vibrancy that we have, the restaurants that we have, the shops that we have. And Putnam is really a, a bustling place these days. Talk to us a little bit about Discover Putnam, because this is something which the PBA members have very much got behind. We did. We, we kind of put that together. It was a way of um, trying to figure out whether it should be Putnam Business Association or Discover Putnam. And we sort of settled on the Discover Putnam. So with the Facebook page and with the website, if you go on there, it really is extremely well done. But it gives us an opportunity to, to promote Putnam, not just for the local people, but for those out of the area to let people in Connecticut, Massachusetts, Rhode Island know what we have going here in Putnam. I was going to say, Beth, I mean, talk to us a little bit about that, because there is a lot going on in the northeastern corner of Connecticut. And probably historically, not a lot of people have known that. Absolutely. I think it tends to get overlooked. And uh, the Putnam Business Association just has an incredible partnership with the town of Putnam to not only put on these events in tandem, to work together in harmony with just so many uh, promoting local businesses, promoting these events. But again, I think it's another thing that sets us apart from a, from a chamber of commerce. You simply don't see that. We have a, a river trail in Putnam that goes along the river, obviously, full of artwork, some national artwork. We've got a gazebo down there that when I was uh, with uh, Putnam Bank, we actually sponsored it with the building of it. it was about $300,000 to build it. We hold concerts in there regularly. We've got river fire three times a year. We light up the whole river with fire. It's just an amazing, just an amazing town, amazing events that we're able to put on. Again, something that the chamber is not going to be doing because they're not, they're not that at that level of, of working with uh, local businesses that, that we can do and we do it very well in a way you're sort of much more of a grassroots sort of effort and also you've all got jobs as well where do you find the time well you do what you have to do for your community and we're really a very tight-knit community when we when we need anything if people need help uh, the local organizations that we have the food kitchens the veterans and beth you can chime in here as well but you know, whenever we look, we do a turkey drive, we collect more turkeys than we're expected. The food pantries, where we can get behind things. So, and a lot of it has to do, by the way, with some very active participants. We have a very strong radio, local radio, WINY, AM and FM radio station. And they're a driving force for bringing it back to the, uh, the community on a daily basis in terms of what we have going. So, and I think they have like 76,000 likes on their uh, Facebook page which is just amazing for a local radio station. So together, we all we all do what we need to do in order to make sure that, that Putnam stays vibrant and that the businesses are patronized and uh, we bring awareness to Northeastern Connecticut. It's heartwarming to see how the community does come together when there's a need. When there is a nonprofit organization or a resident uh, that has a need, the community comes out, people pay it forward, people support, and you just don't see that in so many other communities. It truly is unique.
Yeah, I mean, and you've got, I mean, just looking at your website and just the executive committee, I mean, there's a broad section of of businesses there. And I mean, I, I'm guessing the 200 businesses range from what, you know, single sole proprietors up to, you know, the larger organizations, which, of course, are, are up there in the Northeast. Absolutely. Our, our industrial parks are, I won't say they're full because there's always some more some more areas that can be developed, but we have very vibrant industrial parks, great employment uh, opportunities up here. Just a very nice place to live in. And sometimes I think we're we're forgotten and forgotten in other parts of Connecticut how much we have here up in northeastern Connecticut. Yeah, I mean you've got some of the biggest um, agricultural so like fairs as well, haven't you up there? We, we have the Brooklyn Fair, we have the Woodstock Fair, always Labor Day weekend. Hundreds of thousands of people actually show up at the Woodstock Fair. Uh, Brooklyn Fair is one of the old, the the oldest continuous fair in the United States. We do. We have a lot, a lot of fairs and uh, a lot of activities, and there's still agriculture up here. Our our farmers markets in uh, Putnam and Killingly are are busy. They're open um, as long as the season allows, and uh, and when you go by there, it's amazing how many people are shopping at the farmers markets. Yeah, just talking obviously about the the agricultural aspect of the Northeast, like you said, it has probably a vast majority of some of our great farms here in the state. I mean, you know, they were hit pretty hard recently with with the weather, I guess. I'm guessing the Putnam Business Association, along with other partners, you know, you can all sort of help out with with things like that. We do. We didn't get the same flooding, but we had some early, we had some late frosts that affected the um some of the crops, the apples and that sort of thing. And I guess we're still waiting to see how that's going to pan out. But I know Lapsley Orchard uh, opened up, I think, Beth, was it last week that I heard that they opened up again? Are they last week, and they were very busy. Very busy. So, you know, we we help out. But, you know, you walk down the street here in Putnam and we know everybody. So it's just a great place to live. Beth, talk to us about Pluck a Duck. We mentioned it at the top of the interview. You're the chairperson for this. Explain what this what this event is and what it means, obviously, you know, to not only the community, but obviously to the Putnam Business Association. Absolutely. I'd be happy to. How much time do you have, Brian? Because I could talk about this event all day. Go for it. So I I would be happy to. So the Pluck a Duck raffle event is a two-day event. This is now the fifth year that the Putnam Business Association has coordinated this event. Before that, it was a long time event with the ARC Eastern Connecticut. And the PBA was happy to take this over from the ARC. And, and we have taken it from just a simple little duck race into the river, uh, just benefiting one organization to so much more. It is two days this year. So on Saturday, August 20th, we do it in conjunction with the town of Putnam's classic car, Main Street classic car cruise. Last year, they had over 2000 classic cars. They shut down all the streets around Rotary Park. It was just tremendous to see. They have live music. They have all kinds of activities. And we have a huge kid zone with all kinds of activities and events for people of all ages. There is a celebrity dunk tank that is going to be in the kid zone this year, something you don't quite often see. And one of our big celebs who is willing to get dunked is none other than Mayor Barney Sine from the town of Putnam. So we're so excited. And I know, Tom, you're uh, also one of our local celebs in the lineup to get dunked that day as well. I just can't wait. <laughs> Prepare to get wet. I can tell. Another fun activity that we have. And again, this is really uh, just showing the community a lot of love. One of the other fun activities we'll have that day is we're calling it the Wall of Wishes. And we have a beautiful mural that was created by the students at Putnam Science Academy and the art department. And we are asking attendees to come down to this event 
post a wish on the wall, something that would make you feel just ducky. And for every wish that's posted, uh, proceeds are being donated to Make-A-Wish Connecticut. So again, just another way that we can really make this all about the community and not just one organization. We have 27 nonprofit organizations all throughout Northeast Connecticut and beyond, actually all throughout Wyndham County, that are selling our Pluck-A-Duck raffle tickets this year and keeping a portion of every proceeds from every ticket sold for their organization. Last year, we only had 17 organizations involved and we raised just under 10000 for them. We know that we are on track to raise well over over $12,000 this year for these 27 organizations, on top of which this is the largest fundraising for the Putnam Business Association, which helps us keep all of these amazing activities that we do in the community free of charge. So the community can come down, enjoy, and again, it supports our local businesses and our restaurants at the same time. I'm just reading a bit of information about the Pluck a Duck Connecticut Rubber Duck Race, and I'm hoping I'm getting this right because I know that you will correct me if I'm wrong. 5,000 rubber ducks, is that correct? Well, so there is a fun contest during the event. So the second day on Monday, August 21 is when we dump the ducks. We have our secret duck pond location located in the town of Putnam. Uh, and you can just watch the event live on Winnie Radio and also on the WINY Facebook page and also on the Putnam Business Association Facebook page starting at noon. And I can't tell you the number of ducks that will be dumped because there is a fun contest during the event. We are asking asking those to go on to the two Facebook pages and guess how many rubber ducks are dumped in the secret pond. And the closest two without going over, we have two winners that will win a $75 gift card to Anya Restaurant. And that was sponsored by Westminster Tools. So I would love to tell you the amount, but I can't. I can give you a hint and say it's more than one and less than 8,000. <laughs> and I also understand there's a there's a lot of prizes for people to, to win as well. Talk us through some of that because you've got some, again, I'm looking at a, a website page and I'm not going to mention it just in case I'm, I'm reading something incorrect, but possibly over 85 guaranteed prizes. Is that right? That is correct. We're actually up to 100 guaranteed prizes. And then we have a final prize awarded, which is a $150 gas card from the Putnam Rotary Club. Always a wonderful prize to win. And then once we start pulling out all of the ducks from the pond that were not prize winners, the final six waddlers, we call them, uh, that come out of the pond that day, we have lame duck prizes for those as well. And those are great gift card prizes to local businesses and restaurants. I was going to say, this must take a huge amount of effort because just reading it, it's, it's I mean, amazing just reading about it here. I mean, how much effort? I mean, literally, do you like start planning it, um, you know, next year's one as soon as this one's over? We pretty much do. March 1 is our very first committee meeting, and we are off and running with all of our planning and planning the events. And again, it, it takes a village you know, to plan a, a two-day event. We certainly couldn't do that without the support of the Putnam Business Association. All the local businesses get involved, whether they're donating raffle prizes, whether they're sponsoring, whether they're volunteering, whether they're just donating for this or for that. It's truly incredible and heartwarming to see how many businesses, how many professionals, and just how many people in the community support this. Just give us a sense. I know you said, I think it was like over, well over 20 nonprofits, um, you know, will, mm -hmm. will benefit from this. Can you just give us a bit of a sense of, you know, some of those? Obviously, we, we don't sadly have time to run through all of them. But, you know, who's benefiting from this money and this from this uh, this event? 
Oh, I'd be happy to. Uh, we have Paws Cat Shelter. There's Teague, the Last Green Valley, the Hale YMCA, the Ark Eastern Connecticut, Danielson Veterans Coffee House, Nutmeg Acres Wildlife Rehabilitation, Bags of Hope, Connecticut, the Putnam Little League, NAMI, Wyndham County, NWC, and the list goes on and on. Full list is available right at discoverputnam.com. So it really is across the board, uh, these organizations obviously helping the community in many different ways then. Absolutely. This truly is a community event. It's a way that we can uh, share all of this goodwill from this event with so many others. And we appreciate their assistance helping us and their support also selling raffle tickets for the event. Now, obviously, it is coming up. It's coming up on August 20th and August 21st. Beth, tell us how people can still get involved if they want to be part of it. That is a great question. So they can easily just get involved by going to discoverputnam.com slash PBA rubber duck race. When they go to discoverputnam.com, they'll see our big yellow duck, very subtle. So they can just click on that. It'll bring them right to the Pluck a Duck event page and provide all the details of locations where they can purchase raffle tickets, nonprofits that are involved if they would like to purchase raffle tickets from them and support them and their causes. Uh, they can also go to Winnie Radio and Hale YMCA, both in Putnam, Connecticut, and purchase their tickets right there. They can also get involved by businesses can still donate. They can still sponsor. There's so many opportunities left. And rain or shine, this event happens, I take it? This event is rain or shine. is from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. on August 20th. And then they can tune in for the live broadcast at noon on August 21st. Tom, any final thoughts on this or any final comments at all? You know, again, Beth, Beth and her committee just do a phenomenal job in, in running that um Look it up. Um, it's just a great event, great fundraiser, and we're able to we're able to utilize those funds and the projects that we put on as a business association, and of course the nonprofits. They have fun in selling the raffles, the uh, the raffles, um, and so it's kind of good all around. It's a great community feel good event, and and again we raise a significant amount of money. When I go through what we have coming up, I mean this weekend, if you've got time for it, this weekend we've got Country Fest at the Rotary Park with the River Fire. Uh, we got the Main Street Car Cruise coming up on August 20th. And over, as Beth said, over 2,000 classic cars usually show up for that. And that's the Pluck-A-Duck extravaganza. We then have um, Savor the Flavor on September 10th, which is a food tasting event that most of the local restaurants participate in. Zombie Fashion Show. It's a must-see in Rotary Park on uh, October 6th. Unbelievable, huge Tele, whatever those televisions are, the big commercial ones are out. And and uh, it's just a phenomenal event with people dressing up. And I'm not into costumes, but I will admit that I was very, I've been very impressed with the whole program. And then the great pumpkin festival, scarecrow co contest, downtown trick or treat, Santa Lights of Putnam, uh, tackle the trail. We have a train this year coming once again to transport people from Massachusetts to Putnam, drop them off. They can do shopping and dining and then get back. Uh, on the train, go back up to Massachusetts. And then we've got the Holiday Dazzle Light Parade. Last year, we had over 20,000 people come down to watch the parade. I think there were 140 floats. And then Santa Saturday, Santa visits Putnam every Saturday for the kids. So, I mean, we've got a lot going on in Putnam. And that's where when I say that some of us take issue with Quiet Corner, we're not Quiet Corner. We're we're, we're a very active corner and we, we love Northeastern Connecticut and all that it has to offer.
Well, thank you both for sharing all of that information with us. As you said, certainly you're not quiet at all. You're shouting proudly as to what the northeast of the state has to offer. And certainly that list is a great big list of, of events. We wish you, as always, the best of success again with Pluck a Duck, as, uh, as I think, Beth, you said, it's now in its fifth year. Just phenomenal work. But uh, to you both, Tom Borner, president of the Putnam Business Association, and Beth Markowski, Roop, chairperson of the Pluck a Duck event. It's been great talking to you. Uh, have fun with the event and thank you for sharing that with us on Connecticut East this week. Thank, thank you, Brian. Thank you. And a reminder again about the Pluck a Duck event, which is on Sunday, August 20th from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. at Rotary Park in Putnam. And also on Monday 21st at 12 p.m. when the ducks will be released into a secret pond in the town. For full details, visit their website discoverputnam.com and click on the events page. And might you be buzzed when you suddenly love everything. You guys, I love this song. I love these nachos. I love our kickball league. Oh, I love this guy. What's your name? You know what I'd love? A ride when it's time to head out. If you see a buzzed warning sign, call for a ride when it's time to go home. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. I love your car. Is this real leather? It's hurricane season, and your trees can be damaged by high winds. Green Valley Tree has you covered with our emergency tree service outside of our regular business hours. We offer emergency tree service by bucket, crane, and climbing for residential, commercial, and even municipalities across eastern Connecticut. From full tree removals, uprooted or broken trees, to broken, hung up, or fractured tree limbs. Call our emergency hotline on 860-966-5710 or visit our website at greenvalleytreeworks.com. Time now for a look at other stories making the headlines this week. The State of Connecticut Auditors of Public Accounts Office have criticised the Connecticut Port Authority in a new audit about the agency released recently. The report found the authority's construction manager at risk, Kiwit, had an unfair advantage in bidding for work on the authority's state peer project by awarding themselves favourable contracts worth millions of dollars. The audit report also found the authority failed to seek competitive bids for a consultant for an $800,000 environmental permitting services contract and failed to get board approval for the consultant that was eventually hired. In answering the auditor's findings, the Port Authority said they will re-evaluate future construction manager at risk contracts to avoid the appearance of any conflict of interest and have also amended their procurement procedures for consultants and resources after seeking assistance from the state's contracting standards board and the Office of Policy and Management. The report also drew criticism from Republican State Senator Heather Summers of the 18th District, who said the lack of transparency at the Connecticut Port Authority endures year after year, saying it was like Groundhog Day. The Port Authority's project at State Pier in New London has been their biggest problem and has drawn much attention from lawmakers and the media for its escalating costs from an initial $93 million to now over $300 million. A recent report finds extreme heat is lethal for incarcerated people. Edwin J. Vieira from the Connecticut News Service has this report. Connecticut and other northeastern states experienced a 21% increase in deaths after two-day heat waves between 2001 and 2019. 
Southwestern states saw milder increases during the same period, but longer heat waves across the country are an increasing problem. Mike Wessler with the Prison Policy Initiative notes the country's prison population is aging and not as able to withstand the heat. He says alternatives to incarceration should be considered as a first step for reducing heat-related deaths in prisons. So I think the first step is really identify those folks who don't need to be behind bars and find alternatives. If somebody commits a crime, putting them behind bars for years at a time in inhumane conditions is not the only way you can rectify them. There's a lot of other methods for resolving those issues. Additionally, he says new prisons should be built with air conditioning and access to showers and other cooling conditions need to be expanded. However, global temperatures have risen from 2013 to 2021, with each year being hotter than the last. Scientists at the World Meteorological Organization said this past July was the hottest month on record because of heat waves across North America, Europe, and Asia. I'm Edwin J. Vieira. In the day this week, an internal probe into widespread reports of rape and other sexual assaults at the U.S. Coast Guard Academy in New London was kept under wraps, even from lawmakers, by the former commandant of the agency. That's according to CNN. The news outlet alleges now-retired Commandant Carl Schultz, an East Hartford native who led the Coast Guard from 2018 to 2022, failed to share the findings of the investigation, dubbed Operation Fouled Anchor, with members of Congress and maintained a veil of secrecy around the inquiry as part of a political calculation. The investigation launched in 2014 and nearly completed when Schultz took charge of the branch, identified 62 substantiated instance of rape, sexual assault and sexual harassment that occurred at the Service Academy from 1988 to 2006, though dozens of other claims were reportedly not investigated. CNN said Coast Guard leaders throughout the investigation guarded its secrecy closely, even requiring officials with access to case materials to sign non-disclosure agreements. Legislators weren't alerted to the probe until June, a delayed disclosure that prompted Schultz's successor, Admiral Linda Fagan, to appear before a congressional panel and for the first time publicly acknowledge the allegations and the Coast Guard's reporting failure. Schultz, a 1983 Academy alum, later earned a master's degree from the University of Connecticut, returned to the New London campus for a 2019 graduation ceremony and a change of command function in 2021. A derelict former YMCA in the city of Norwich is to get a new lease of life 14 years after it closed as the city begins major revitalisation work to its downtown. The complex on Main Street in the city has been slowly deteriorating over the years but will now become the new headquarters for Matten Construction, a local building firm, as well as mixed retail and accommodation. Kevin Brown is the president of the Norwich Community Development Corporation that leads the city's economic development. As I just indicated, at the federal level, the American Rescue Plan was designed to take towns like ours and give it impetus. Stalled and potentially recoiling towns from the pandemic now have dollars invested to make a difference in things like this. And the $400,000 ARPA investment in this project is one of those things. The project has also been allocated $2 million of state money from the Department of Economic and Community Development. Matt and Construction will also be footing a large chunk of the overall $4.5 million project cost due to heavy environmental cleanup needed before reconstruction work can begin. Eric Matten is the president of Matt and Construction and said having their headquarters in the building is very personal to him and his family. 
My father and I were, like so many of you, members here at the Norwich YMCA, playing racquetball, using the gym facilities, and I have fond memories of pool parties inside as a child. So while we're not bringing the YMCA back to this site, our plan is to restore and repurpose these buildings that have been left behind for far too long and turn them into something better than they were ever intended to be. In the Putnam Town Crier this week, in October 2022, the Woodstock Academy secured a grant of $200,000 to establish a drug and alcohol counselling office for students struggling with substance abuse. The money was secured by a local legislator who said substance abuse and addiction services were hard to find in the region. One of the key factors in contributing to the success of the programme was partnering with Project Courage, an agency based in Old Saybrook that specialises in substance use and mental health-related issues. Since its inception in October, the partnership with Project Courage has shown progress in addressing substance abuse and addiction-related issues among Woodstock Academy students, with a counsellor on campus two days per week. And from October to June, more than 290 counselling appointments have been made. And the historic submarine Nautilus and the Submarine Force Museum in New London hosted a ceremony recently celebrating the 65th anniversary of USS Nautilus completing Operation Sunshine, the first submerged transit under the North Pole. On August 1, 1958, Nautilus submerged in the Barrow Sea Valley, pioneering under-ice navigation and operations and transiting between the geographic North Pole on August 3rd. After running submerged an additional 96 hours, Nautilus surfaced off Greenland on August 7th. Nautilus's then-commanding officer, Commander William R. Anderson, and the crew were personally congratulated back then by President Dwight D. Eisenhower and awarded the Presidential Unit Citation. Crew members from the historic voyage also earned the moniker of Panopo, or Pacific, to the Atlantic via the North Pole. USS Nautilus was considered a marvel back in 1954 when launched and commissioned as the world's first nuclear-powered submarine. That's all from us for this edition. Do send us your questions and story ideas to the show via our website at Connecticut-East.com or Facebook or Twitter at Connecticut East and on Instagram at Connecticut East this week. And you can listen to the show again on our social platforms on demand and by asking your smart speaker to play Connecticut East this week podcast. And please like, follow and share on your social media too. I'm Brian Scott Smith. Thank you for listening. 